Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I am your host, songwriter Matt Tarka. Thanks for joining us. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones, or as something that simply lives in our everyday background. Our guest today is one Waylon K. Smith. Waylon is a singer-songwriter living in Bel Air, Maryland. His sound is a mashup of Damon Albarn, Radiohead, R.E.M., and Roger Waters. He is currently singing silly songs to his new daughter and booking live performances of his original tunes and the classics that inspired him. For our conversation today, we're going to be talking about Patrick Wolfe. He's an English singer-songwriter hailing from South London, and he uses just quite a wide variety of different instruments in his music, which you will hear about later. Some of them are ukulele, piano, viola. For our conversation, we're going to be discussing Patrick's first studio album titled Lycanthropy. This was recorded, oh, I would, I think, between 1994 and 2002, and it, you know, received an official release on July 28th of 2003. It was released on Tom Lab, which is a German record label. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest to the program, Waylon. Kay Smith, it's great to have you on the yeah, program. Thank, thank you, you so much me. for nice taking some time you. to stop by Cover to Cover today. Yeah, so this was a brand spanking new artist to me, as I you know, was alluding to you off the air. Uh, what inspired you to choose really, been, this record uh, his, here from Patrick? has been popping up in my uh, uh, playlist just on my phone, and uh, I know when... when we first talked about scheduling this. I, I had a lot of, I'm very much the person who back when there were CDs would sit in my car and just like five minute drive, like, no, 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 no. I need, I need the perfect one. I need the perfect one. And uh, so that's exactly how I approached looking for which album to talk about. And then I just overthought it. And that's just how I roll. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I decided to just, you know, just go through my my own like <laughs> streaming playlist and just see what songs came up and sparked uh sparked a memory about, you know, something I would want to talk about and his songs kept came in, kept coming up and um his first album definitely was something that changed the way I thought about songwriting because of his his blend of um analog and digital classical music and you know synths and and trashy beats it was just it was glorious and um his his next album wind in the wires is also amazing but it's a bit more polished and i like this one because uh he really just kind of did it all himself and um that I, uh, yeah that i really admire that so yeah Waylon, can you tell our listeners who may be blissfully unaware of Patrick's music, who the players are on the record? Is Patrick doing this all himself? Um, give us a little bit of an um, idea as to, you know, know all of the, the instruments that play and who's playing them. Of the um, composition and the playing is done, was done by Patrick. And I 
I think here and there there were there were I think other musicians involved, and I could not find the liner notes, uh, so I don't have exactly who else played on it. Um, but I do know it it was mostly mostly him. Um, but I mean he he plays piano, ukulele, guitar, violin, viola. Um, I think there were some little like flutes and tin whistles and just just folky instruments. There's like a handful of them all over the place and he threw those in um and then he recorded it all did the uh beats and percussion and i think he like mixed and mastered it all himself too it's oh. a tremendous amount of work and a tremendous amount of just you know discipline with your own individual <laughs> instrumental ideas i i can't fathom the you know the the kind of attention to detail when you're, you know, when you're yeah. composing each yeah. individual it's, piece it's, and how they, you know, really you want them to kind of weave in and out of each other. Been admired by it's amazing. Um, yeah. Multi-instrumentalists. Uh, I love uh, Sparkle Horse as well. And he did a lot of stuff himself uh, to a different extent, but um, I just, I've never, like you, like you said, with the, um, the attention and the drive like i've never been able to to hang on to something like that to really it can be hard enough to finish a song for me sometimes let alone like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna write and then record and then mix and master and make all of the decisions like that's that's a lot on your brain um <laughs> but then also have it like come out and sound absolutely yeah and emotional <laughs> and beautiful and not overthought you know it's like just because it's it's incredibly technical to engineer an album and um the to to the audio engineers out there you are all amazing artists and um but it's a different mindset than writing and performing so to have both of that side in your brain it's 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 tough because i've only got one side <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I have an instrument in my head, and I just want to kind of hone in on that. Ableton <laughs> live right now, and it's it's just like, man, I am, I am too dumb for this, and it's really user friendly, so that's that's hilarious. But um, yeah, I, I like I love writing and I love recording, <laughs> but um, for me, I like to work with an engineer who knows what I don't. Um. And, you know, I can really trust that person um, in, in ways that I would just come in and, and fumble it up through inexperience. Um, for me, that's that's important just because of my level of talent. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for this this record, it's just, man, it's, it's so impressive, uh, even though, you know, it took several years of writing and recording, um, you know, a lot of great books were written in 20 years and stuff like that. Um, so it's great art takes whatever time it takes. And uh, I think that record is a testament to it. Friends, we're talking with Waylon K. Smith, Bel Air, Maryland's Waylon K. Smith here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about Patrick Wolf and uh, his debut offering that took him approximately nine years or so called Lycanthropy. And uh, talking about the discipline 
that it takes to not only record, but also produce your own material. Um, Waylon, you've started to allude to a couple of things. Um, I guess this is kind of a two-part question. How did you discover this piece of music? Um, was it through a relative or a friend? And um, how can I put this? Um, let's just focus on that question here. Um, how did you how did you uh, discover you know that you know how did you discover the artist and um, how did you discover actually, this piece of music uh, uh, prior to our conversation today? On, at uh, Soundgarden in Baltimore um, year, years ago, um, still living up in PA. Um, uh, a friend had a friend in from Wales, and they were like, "Yeah, let's let's go to some cool spots." We lived in Greencastle; there were no cool spots. So we're like Baltimore, and we went hit some hit some places, and of course hit the Sound Garden. And um, she was like, "Oh my God, they have they have this uh, Patrick Wolf album," and I I'd never heard of him, and I I thought the uh, album cover looked cool, and so uh, we got we got back and. Mm -hmm. um, she put the record on and just from the beginning i was like yeah that this is definitely my jam and uh yeah I, I loved it and i've i've really enjoyed all of his albums since uh he hasn't done much recently but we'll see um have you ever covered no. any of his material uh, in a live type of setting different voices and um yeah, I just, I've never, I love covering songs and I love being able to um, figure out my own spin on them, but there are some singers who I just, I leave them alone because, and, and he's one of them, this is, I don't think I could make a compelling cover. I could cover it, but it wouldn't, eh. like, I, I just don't think I could uh, not make it better because that's not what you're trying to do with a cover song but i just i don't think i could bring myself into it i guess i think his songs are just so uniquely him um for me that's that's kind of how i look at it so i have not but i will cover any radiohead song i can think of we're, we're talking about patrick wolf's debut record lycanthropy here on cover to cover with mad tarka chatting with waylon k smith of bel air maryland you should look up his musical material compositions when you have a chance i will be dropping a link certainly in the show notes of our episode here our conversation um waylon this feels like a good little opportunity a good segue to talk about you know, um, some of your favorite tracks on the album. Like, uh, Would you like to go because, kind of the um, full-blown cover to cover? Would you like to pick out your absolute favorites? Um, yeah, so I, I really think that this is one of those albums that like, excuse me, especially like the first four tracks, they just flow together so well. It's got a small uh, um, instrumental uh, to start it off, and then just the next three songs are, are wonderful. Um, and they they really kind of you know like like a good overture they kind of really introduce you to what's in store for the rest of the album it um you know it, it doesn't just come out and like boom 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 three three singles or whatever it you know it it really there's an emotional arc to this album and, and that's I, I appreciate that 
And that's another surprising thing with the songs that were, you know, this was done like over nine years, like to have it be an actual arc and not just a collection of, of songs thrown together. I, yeah. I mean, just think how much you mature as a writer over that amount of time, um, you know, to look at stuff that was five, six, seven years old and be like, yeah, 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 this is, this still holds up with what I'm writing now. It's, yeah, it's impressive. But, um, but yeah, the, the first song that really, uh, hits me is the track three, Bloodbeat. And that's, that's really got a, a nice little dancey feel. Um, and then, uh, to the lighthouse, <clears throat> to lighthouse is great. Um, Childcatcher is a very extremely dark song, uh, but composition-wise, it's it's all over the place. It it goes from almost like a Renaissance music feel immediately to this giant, just distorted beat, and goes from there. It's it's incredibly emotional. Um, and probably my favorite track is track 10, uh, Paris. And that starts out with a nice little, uh, jaunty, uh, like fluty whistle intro. And then again, it drops into this really cool beat and it just, the song just feels like freedom to me. It feels like, um, you know, being young and the world is is wide open and spread out in front of you and it's it's a nice it's on probably the top of like one of my feel good songs and just uh yeah i i love it okay let's extrapolate a little bit on bloodbeat here um there was a really cool lyric kind of towards the tail end of the song. Uh, no need for comfort, no need for light. I'm hunting down demons tonight. Eat the terror, lick the spark. Uh-oh, my blood beats dark. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about a kind of a, a tempo setter for <laughs> this entire record. Yeah. Um, there's something very sinister at play. Uh, you, know, it's, yeah. you mentioned you know, it's kind of like, you know, heading into electronica territory from a poetic point of view, there's sort of like yeah, kind of like a uh, beatnik vibe to this as well, me. which um, I thought was kind of like an interesting, interesting you know, juxtaposition. Uh, I'm pretty sure Wolf is not his given last name. I think I remember reading that, but uh, you know, there's a lot of allusions in the lyrics on this and uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of songs about transformation in different ways and uh this one, I think, really, you know, it, it kind of brings up a little almost werewolf feel, which is, um, mm -hmm. you know, what they would, I think, that that's what lycanthropy is, is turning, you know, turning into a wolf. I think there's an actual disease, but I think they called, in the lore, I think, um, I should have looked that up first.
No, I, I know where you're going with this. There's a difference between a lichen and a werewolf. It's subtle, but there's two different, I think, styles of folklore. One is based in Greek folklore. The other is in English folklore. Mm, okay. And I think I just it's did a quick the actual term here. lichen that's yes, on the Greek side of things. Supernatural transformation of a person into a wolf. But then there's clinical lycanthropy where you, you think you have that ability. But um, going back to the album, so um, yeah, that, that really mm -hmm. feels like this. It's very dark. It's very, um, um, what's the word? It's very animal. It's, uh, yeah, it's wonderful. The the whole song is great because it, it's got this upbeat, dancey feel to it, but um it's got this darkness to it and it it's it's a real heaviness too. But yeah, no need for comfort, no need for light. I'm hunting down demons tonight. That's just like that's wonderful. That's that's writing. <laughs> yes. Talking with Waylon K. Smith here on Cover to Cover with Bad Tarka about Patrick Wolf's uh, debut record, Lycanthropy. Um, another track you mentioned right afterwards to the yeah, Lighthouse. Yeah. There's some hints of strings on here. Maybe, uh, maybe a melodica is present on this one. I'm not entirely sure. Or maybe that's a viola. It's yeah, another yeah. just really beautiful yeah, song there's, before there's it just kind of slowly uh, uh from an instrumental point of view just kind of retreats back into the, the woods the stop throwing stones and the riverbed shall not be your home it's back to uh build your castle stop throwing stones because those firebirds are coming down on our homes i like i like that change after the song you know as as the song went on you know uh, the callback And um, yeah, great, great chorus. That uh, that line, great, great minds against themselves conspires. Uh, it's nice. It's, gorgeous, gorgeous songwriting. Yeah, it's, it's really for the age. I mean, when I think he was like eighteen or twenty when he officially put it out, so he was writing this all before then. And just um, yeah, when I was eighteen, I was I was not writing stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. No, this is this is sophisticated. It's dark in some places. Um yeah. The the song there's another one that you mentioned, you know, shortly afterwards, uh, you know, if you're looking at the sequence of this record and that's the child catcher. It's got a real sort of lo-fi kind of quality to yeah. its to the vocal recording which um when I first heard Patrick's voice, I, I immediately thought of, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. by the way, Robert Smith yeah. from The Cure. I heard that. I heard, you know, just a little bit of uh, the lead yeah. uh, vocalist from The Streets, if you're familiar with that rap group. Yeah, I, I kind of heard, you know, just sort of those little in, in, ah, intonations yeah. uh, from time to time. And uh, I don't know, from a production point of view on this one, I don't know. This one felt kind of yeah, reminiscent right, right. of Gotta Buy Voices yeah, for that, some reason for that, me. That, that low yeah. Great presence of a, I think a bassoon maybe, along with these industrial sounding yeah, drums. This is one of the more. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's it's some monstrous stuff, and um, it it really. 
has <laughs> an interesting juxtaposition in my head because it, it, it is such a, a beautiful art piece. And I, I feel so much listening to it. Um, but then it's also like, man, like I can't listen to this too many times because it's, it's, it's quite bleak and, and rightly so. I mean, it, it's, it's, this is talking about straight up child abuse and, um, um, so yeah, if if you're listening, know that as as a as a trigger warning. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 an incredible song, and it 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 feels very honest. Um, it feels very raw, and I think the production kind of shows that as well. Because I mean, you can hear his his voice just breaking apart at the end, and uh, with the beat and and. Uh, instrumentation is just everything is oh it's it's overbearing um it's very i don't know it's the beat isn't like a steady you know it's it's all over the place it's chaotic and uh you can just all of that just really really portrays that that heavy and complicated emotion that the song is trying to express and uh yeah, it's it's amazing. I think that was the song that made me go, "Oh my god, this is <laughs> this is incredible. This is so wow." I like I was completely blown away by by this track in particular. That's So after the child catcher, we have um let's see, you mentioned uh Paris as well as as one of your favorites. Tell us a little bit of, um, more about Paris. Paris Paris is more of a feel for me, I guess. I don't really have like a personal story or like, you know, it doesn't call back um, any event or anything. It's just that song itself just hit me personally, but not not because of the lyrics. It just be because of the, I guess, emotional presence of the song. I just, I don't know. It's It hits my brain differently. And... Um, I just I love it. I love that beat. I love the the freedom of it. I even just love the 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 few times when he does like that restorted, distorted like wow. Um, I love it. I yeah. I immediately started doing that um in songs after I heard this record because it it just it's such a cathartic expression. <laughs> um, yeah. Um. Lyrically, it's 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 a nice it's a nice song, but to me, um, and I'm a, I'm a big lyric person. The lyrics are what I love most about songwriting, and what I love most about listening. But for this song, it's it's really the entire the entire piece that just uh, gets inside of me and just just makes me feel good. And uh, yeah, it's it's like a a nice magical song for me. I wonder if the, the protagonist here is talking to a fortune teller and getting some an trying to get some answers. You know, I, I I'm reminded of this lyric here, just you know, being seen these old disasters embedded in the palm. Maybe that's a little too on the nose in no, thinking about no, a fortune no. teller, but nice. there's somebody there's somebody really close that's saying, hey, you know, you know, figure helping to figure out ways of moving on from either an uncomfortable or a really uh, disturbing, heartbreaking type of situation. Yeah, I like that. I like that. 
excuse me, this this was actually one I never dug into, but um, lyrically, because I just just loved kind of jumping around and listening to it. But uh, yeah, I love the repeated uh, imagery of of hands, like you mentioned, um, old disaster that's embedded in the palm, and uh, you can shake all the sorrow from your palm. You hold the key in your hand. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's very it's <laughs> it's intricate songwriting. It's not complex, but it's it's very intricate. It's very honest. Um, but it's also done. You know, these are these are pretty much pop song format songs to a T. But the arrangements are all weird around it, and I just and it's like he, he it's not overthought like. I would want to do this, but be like, oh yeah, yeah, well, okay, I want to do this, and da, 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 but it just seems like this is what he wrote, and it just like he had this innate knowledge in him of a, a much more mature songwriter than than his age. I wonder if it was just this, this is kind of just a you know uh, I don't know kind of a, a maybe it's a little bit of a weird comment, but I wonder if as he was writing this between uh, what 1994 and 2002, maybe early 2003, like how much growth or maturation was taking place while he was, you know, recording his debut record and how, how different maybe some of the songs, you know, were over the course of eight years and how difficult it must've been to kind of pick the absolute, you know, cream of the crop, so to speak. That's that's a good point. I mean, I, I, um, there's mm, songs from like my early twenties. There's maybe two or three songs that I'm still proud of from then, but like from like my high school age, nah, <laughs> I'm glad it's gone. Um, you know, it's important, but uh, you know, uh, yeah. Really, yeah. Like you needed yeah, those songs to get to where you are now. They couldn't touch any of these. Even just like on like one aspect, like songwriting. I, I, I wasn't I was not even close to that. As a musician, I wasn't even close to that. It's just it's it's impressive. Um I love I love seeing all of that come out of a mind. Um it's wonderful. I love hearing um when I'm recording, you know, I love hearing the song in my head and then having it come out and then be like yes it doesn't sound like a crazy person like this is actually a a, a good song um, <laughs> it's, it's it's a great feeling and it's nice to it's nice to experience that too uh and not just have it be like you know a great pop song is a great pop song but it's also you know a lot of them sacrifice authenticity um to make it sound more um, catchy or um, pleasing to the ear. And this just seemed like it's 100% authentic, but it also works um, as, you know, the choruses are catchy. You know, some of the songs are dancey. The, um, you know, there's really pretty parts. There's nice harmonies. There's great... um, uh, 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 compositions, uh, but it's also like it's just good pop songs. It's it's wonderful. 
it's it's a it's a great little gem and uh i kind of wanted to talk about this one because you know if i was going to talk about say kid a like i think if it's too big of a record to talk about and some some of the records i wanted to talk about were were like that like oh yeah yeah i want to talk about pink floyd records like it, it was too big and um i just kind of wanted to talk about something that wasn't in the zeitgeist we are talking all things patrick wolf here on cover to cover with matt tarka all about his debut record titled lycanthropy we're here with waylon k smith of beller maryland check out his music when you can again i will be supplying some links so you can do so um after paris what do we have next there's a track here called peter pan which is a little bit more of a stripped down acoustic ballad with kind of some sounds of a shore sort of lingering around. I don't know if that was kind of a home recording or something like that, that just kind of found its way into the mix, but that just adds some really nice texture to this one. Um, Would you like to talk about Peter Pan or is there another track that we should kind of Uh, hone in on? Let's do the love. A boy like me is a great, great track. Um, And I think, it feels like it was written by someone young because it's got a lot of, um, you know, a boy like boy like me should shut those books and join the army, and it's all this stuff that we were young and we railed against, like oh the school they're they're talking down to us and all all of this stuff for like shut the books and join the army, like oh you should you should be a man. Uh, or like, you know, oh, what are you doing art for? You should get a job, you know, st- stuff like that. So it has this feel of, um, you know, being written by a kid because with those types of problems. But um, but then, you know, I want total chaos and a holiday home in the East. I think that's just, it's a beautiful line that I don't think comes from like, a middle school or high school mind, I guess. Like that's just seems seems like like that's kind of like the adult resolution to the childhood lines uh, previously. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I like I like to build on this kind of first stanza, this song here. Yeah. You know, w- when he's talking about this total chaos in a holiday home in the east, he goes on you know, to sing a boy like me should know much better than to raise his flag in stormy weather. You know, that's kind of going back to, you know, maybe joining the army or something along those lines and fight, you know, fighting for a cause and, you know, you know, maybe in a climate or an area of the world full of friction. And then, then he sings, but I just can't get enough electric shocks. Yeah. I've read a little bit about, you know, some of his, you know, history and struggles with sexual identity or orientation. And I wonder if that's kind of alluding to electric shock therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Or, um, different type, like, like, uh, the conversion therapy. Yeah. Which I think uses that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, that's very possible. Um, I mean the song right before that, uh, I would, I would assume is a very much, uh, about, body dysmorphia or gender dysmorphia uh, lycanthropy mm-hmm. 
Um, and that, I mean, I know the first time I heard this, it was like, wow, this is this is a really uncomfortable song. Uh, and this is after listening to Childcatcher. Um, but again, it's, uh, I don't know, it's very earnest and it's very simple and it's not, um, it's poetic without trying to be poetic, I guess. And it's kind of got the weird little music behind it. Um, yeah, it's it's a very, again, it's a weird juxtaposition because it feels with the melody and the, the weird music, it's got like almost like a, like an early, early, early David Bowie sound. Um, but it, it really talks quite frankly about some very personal stuff um, that isn't silly at all. And it's, it's interesting, but then it ends with, you know, be your own hero, be your own savior, send all your suffering into the fire and let no foot mark your brown ground and let no hand hold you down. Hmm. And that is gorgeous. Uh, I mean, talk about a mantra. Absolutely. <laughs> and wanting simplistic things at the same time. Yeah. You know, a couple dogs, a couple cats, you know, a big kitchen and a welcome mat. I mean. Yeah. And a funny thing, uh, you know, he's, uh, talks about the giraffe riding a giraffe mm -hmm. um an album a few albums later uh the magic position has him on like a little toy giraffe like riding ah um like kids toy thing and that was a a cute little call. yeah i like that um, yeah and yeah his 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 records you know they go on and he he keeps he keeps going he's got a he gets a bit poppier, but it's still good. Um, but I think this album just really, uh, it was something, something incredible. Mm -hmm. The epilogue of this album kind of, you know, matches, you know, the very beginning, you know, the prelude. Um, but, you know, this kind of like, there's this little disturbing part that happens and there's just kind of a subtle sound of a gunshot. I don't know if that's because... He, he wanted to do something impactful by just saying like, I've said what I've needed to say, or if, you know, maybe this is just something a little bit darker in his mind. And this was just, you know, taking the place of something lyrically that he wanted to say. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it wraps things up in a nice little yeah. bow. Well, and I would like to close up our conversation uh, by talking about cover art. Um, yeah. It's just a wild world anymore. We, we know this as musicians. Anybody that follows music knows that um, music's released in a variety of different ways, you know, whether it's digital, cassette, CD, you know, vinyl records. Um, but one thing that's ever present, you know, thankfully, is some sort of supporting medium that's commonly referred to, of course, as cover art. And uh, when you look at the front cover of this Patrick Wolf album, uh, Lycanthropy, what kinds of images are conjured up in your mind? Um, do you think it's a really good representation of what you're about to experience on this album? Um, I do, I do think it is. Um, so for, for those of us in listener land, it's, uh, it's a black and white image of, uh, young Patrick Wolf in kind of raggedy country clothes with a little 
raggedy uh uh or like kind of banged up like hula hoop just kind of standing there on a on a city street with his name and the name of the record on there and it's it's very simple um nothing nothing really stands out but um i think i think to me i mean there there's a lot of themes of evolution and and change on this record and also being out of place and just in the instrumentation it is old classical instruments and and modern production and modern um beats and synths and noises and tricks and all of that and so to see kind of this country boy lost in the city i mean i i think that probably sums up the record or, or at least what he was trying to to convey so yeah i think it's i think it's a perfect re- representation of what you're about to hear Waylon K. Smith, it has been such a pleasure having you on the program today. Thank you so much for talking with us about this debut record from Patrick Wolf. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. So did I. It was, it was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. Great way to great way to spend an afternoon talking about wonderful music and um, how it's made. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm glad uh, glad we found each other. All right. Thanks so much to all of you for taking some time to stop by the program today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcasts, whether that's on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, or maybe even Amazon. Take a moment to tell a friend or tell some of your family members about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That will certainly help us appear higher in search results. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at covertocoverconversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover.